Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Joined now by the outstanding Rich Scarcella, Reading Eagle. Sir, welcome. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, my pleasure, Steve. Anytime. All right. So uh, you watched how it played out Saturday. What were your thoughts as it played out, and then your post-game thoughts, and how much did they differ from your in-game thoughts? Well, in-game thoughts, I tweeted with 9.26 left that Penn State uh, was the better team to that point, and they were. And Penn State's defense, I thought, to that point, played a great game, played just a fantastic game. Um, Not perfect, but, but very, very good. Uh, keeping an offense like that in check uh, for that long a period of time was uh, was a superb job. Uh, offensively, they managed to hang in there with Ohio State despite the two turnovers in the first half and made plays when they had to make them both in the run game and the pass game. You know, and I you know had to be feeling very good. Um, at 21-16, and I, I, you know, it, it, it's funny. I think every everybody who I saw before the game um, predicted a score like I did. I picked Ohio State 35-25, and usually that doesn't follow, as you know. Um, when everybody thinks a game is going to go one way, it doesn't go that way. And it looked like with 9.26 left that Penn State had a very good opportunity to win that game. Obviously, things changed, we know, and we can get into that. And so let's talk about that. Then the game does change, and uh, when it changed, what did you see? Well, after the touchdown uh, by Catron Allen put Penn State ahead, Ohio State very wisely, Ryan Day, very smart, went to a tempo offense and prevented, I believe, prevented Manny Diaz from making uh, adjustments, you know, during, you know, pre-snap adjustments. And those three, they, they obviously, they moved down the field in, 70, in three plays at 75 yards. And you're, you're wondering, well, the defense, you know, did play well. And, yeah, maybe they, maybe they were tired, but they really weren't because Penn State had that long drive and then they had the quarter break. So they shouldn't really have been winded, but what right. I think what Ohio State doing that and Tick Brown, Jair Brown said it after the game, is that really um, prevented Penn State from making those pre-snap adjustments. That's on that side of the ball. Obviously, on the other side of the ball, the two turnovers in those in those that six-minute span, yep. um, the, the the fumble and the strip sack and the interception. That's everything and. So I think I think it's the offense and defense didn't come up big in those final nine minutes when the game when the game was decided. Right. Uh, so uh, it's interesting because I talked about the the turnovers earlier. You have to. I mean, because it's the game. Yeah. Uh, no question. I said they did three things to me in the game two of which it's obvious to everybody, but there's a third one that people don't think about. And that is, one, okay, you turned the ball over. Awful. 
Two, they get 21 points out of it. Awful. But three, on a day where you're moving the ball and have four drives of 73 yards or better, those end up being four empty possessions for you that on a day where you're moving it. Yes, yes. You mean the flip side of the turnovers? Yes. Or, or no. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure I followed you there, Steve, in other words, with the long drives. In other words, you've, got, you've had four drives of 73 yards or better. That's evidence that you've been moving the ball yes, in the game. Yes, yes, I see what right. you're saying now. Right. Yes, and now, yes, yeah, of you, course. That, oh, no, Penn State had, yeah. from the beginning of the game, even yeah. with the turnovers on the first two possessions, they had no trouble moving the football against Ohio State. Not at all. And at the end, outgained Ohio State. Um, but... Yeah, you 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 know that that wasn't an issue like it was at Michigan. You you were able to move the football both, like I said, on the ground and in the air. But you can't, you know, James Franklin said it after the game. You can't turn the ball over four times right. and expect to beat a team, a quality high, you know, a, a superb team like Ohio State. And I know fans are frustrated. I I know, and you know, talking to a few people. You know, the players are frustrated. You know, the families are frustrated. Nobody's pointing fingers or anything. They're just tired of losing these games. And that's, I understand right. that frustration. And, you know, you played, and especially this one where you played so well for so long and then gave up the lead. I think that's well put. I think, you know, the fans are frustrated. The players are frustrated. The coaches are frustrated. Yeah, everybody's frustrated because you're right there, and still in the end, it, you know, they end up winning the football game. Frustration all around for everybody. You mentioned yes. the ability. The you mentioned Ohio State going with pace. That's what they'll face this week. Is pace, uh, yeah. and I'm sure that's going to be one of the things Manny Diaz has to take a look at. How do you address the the pace of Indiana? Because you can't change unless they change. See, in Ohio State, yeah. they did a great job of not changing. Ohio State doesn't change their personnel anyway. I mean, they don't. I mean, they don't bring in a separate sub-package offensively. No, no, Ohio State doesn't. No, you could see that during those two yeah. 75-yard drives, you know, late in the fourth quarter. They were just they, they were just snapping quickly. They got their, their play calls. You know, I haven't said this yet, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that you've either talked about it or we'll talk about it. C.J. Stroud is a pretty darn good quarterback. Oh. I mean, my goodness. Uh, I mean, yeah. he is he's special. He's very special. And I was really impressed with him. Probably more so, believe it or not, than even Marvin Harrison. Now, Marvin Harrison is a terrific wide receiver, but I was just so impressed with Stroud, not only with his poise in the pocket, but the way he delivers the football, and it's just it's something to behold. It's really something pretty to watch. Well, the the two passes that stick out to me that he threw, one was the long pass down the sideline to Emeka Abuka. Johnny Dixon has fabulous coverage on it. No issue. And he drops that ball right in into the one spot that's perfect in stride. The other one was the in-cut to Harrison which is also covered, and and it was off a blitz, and just a great throw. He just spins it. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's and you've got to be, you know, defense has to be on at or near its best to beat somebody as talented as that, 
And I think, again, for, what was it, um, 51 minutes or 50 and a half minutes, they did. I mean, Ohio State had 263 yards with 926 left and mm-hmm. had 16 points and had been averaging 49. And then, obviously, the, the roof caved in, and, and that was that. But, you know, Penn State played really well for a long period of time. They just they needed to finish, and they didn't. All right, and that's that's in the end, that's what it is. Uh, what kind of fan feedback have you had? Because you're going to get fan feedback on what you do. I think uh, there, there are a few things. One, I mean, they're 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 very tired of losing to to the better teams. I mean, you, you, we're talking about 11 straight losses to top 10 teams, and and I think people understand you're not you know against top 10 teams, you're not going to have a great record, but 11 straight losses does has bothered the fans. The other mm-hmm. thing is, of course, the quarterback position. I, I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I like Sean Clifford. I, th- I, I, I wrote today his work ethic, his um, leadership. We can go down the list are exemplary, but I think the fans are just tired of him and they have fatigue from him and that's unfair or not I think that's they want to see a change and you know this is going to be interesting to see how James navigates this the rest of the regular season Um, I don't think he's going to change starters maybe I'm wrong but I do think we may see more of Drew Allar uh, these last four regular season games I was asked on Sirius XM last week when I was a guest about why the fans are mixed towards Sean Clifford. And the two reasons I gave, I said, one, I said, he's in his sixth year. I said, so he's been there over and over and over again. I said, and Penn State also has the shiny new object, and that's Drew Aller. And the fans, yes. I think, want to see the shiny new object, even though they don't really know that much about the shiny new object. <laughs> Good point. I just think, yeah, I think there's, there are a lot, I mean, I, I, I heard this when Sean decided, announced his decision to come back for this year. I received a lot of feedback that, and most of the feedback was negative. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame. I mean, he's, he has played very well at times. He, you know, and he, he has done some really, really good things. And then other times, obviously, he's not. And he knows that he can't commit four turnovers no matter whose fault it is. But I think that's that's the whole thing with Sean has, has been his inconsistency, and especially in big spots. I think that's what's really affected the fans or really bothered the fans. But, um, you know, I, I, I mean, he's given his all. I mean, the way he, what he did last year, you know, playing through whatever he had, mm-hmm. impressed the heck out of me and showed his toughness. Okay, um, I do have to ask you a, a quick Yankees question. Do they re-sign Aaron Judge in your gut? Yes. See, now you just made the other guy happy. There you go. Um, That's a gut. I don't know anything. I mean, I know no, people cover knows. the Yankees, no, I but I don't know anything. Yeah, no, no, I understand. That's why I said in your gut. That's why I didn't say you had any knowledge. Uh, number two, how badly does Aaron Rodgers need a big-time receiver? <laughs> I think they need some big-time defensive players. Their defense looked terrible last night for the first yeah. three quarters. Um, yeah. 
I think the I in, do I, I I would love to miss, to get somebody who's in his prime and not somebody who might be you know on the downwards slope like an AJ Green or whoever. Um, you know, you know, maybe a DJ White with Carolina. Uh, you know, that would be good. You know, especially right. with Lazard. Lazard, I think Lazard's only going to be out this was only going to be out this week. We'll see. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they looked. I thought they looked really good in the second half offensively. Um, the running game was terrific, and the problem was you were behind. And you know, they they the pass rush they couldn't handle Buffalo's pass rush. So yeah. anyway, yeah, it's been a frust as a Packers fan. It's been frustrating, and we haven't been three and five as a fan. The fandom we haven't been there for a long time. Um, so I'll ask. I got to ask you as a Red Sox fan: Are the Red Sox going to resign Bogarts and Devers? They darn well better. I mean, <laughs> uh, he he has to understand what he has to understand. There's a certain way to construct the team in the market you're in. There's a way to construct your team in Tampa, which he did. You can't use the Tampa formula in New York, Los Angeles, or Boston, or even Philadelphia. So guess what? You got an owner with deep pockets. Use them. Yeah, yeah, and that's the way I feel about the Yankees too. And I know um, some people who co- or are based in New York or have been based in New York have written that in the last couple of weeks. Look. You're the New York Yankees. Start acting like it, you know. And 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 if you take, you know, take the criticism. So what? You. So I'm I'm hoping they go out and get a shortstop. We'll see. Yeah, and I mean, and I realize that John Henry, um, who, by the way, I mean, they're in the position they've been in this century because of what he's done. I mean, as the owner, he's the, they've been able to spend money and they won four titles. So he owns Liverpool. He owns the Penguins. And you and I both know that LeBron's one of the part owners, and LeBron wants a team in Las Vegas. Well, do you think really he's going to pay for that? Well, to me, you spend the money on on the Red Sox, your prime one first, then you give LeBron the money he needs to buy the Las Vegas expansion team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, they're both 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 franchises have lots and lots of money. The Yankees and the Red Sox, and I, you know, I. I mean, I'm looking at it from the Red Sox. I mean, I know a lot, not just you, I know a lot of Red Sox fans. Uh, I still have trouble believe, seeing when I when I see him play, I can't believe the Red Sox didn't sign Mookie Betts. I still, oh, no. like, I'm just, oh. I just shake my head. I'm like, I, I can't believe that. And so I can't imagine that they're going to lose these two guys. I, I just don't, I just can't see it happening. Okay. Mookie Betts, right, in my opinion, is a Babe Ruth trade or selling 101 years later. Yeah. He may may not be Ruth, but in this modern era, that's what I looked at it as. I said, you guys have already made this mistake once. What are you doing? But that's me. Yeah. Yeah. See, we can not, we could, Rich and I could talk about anything, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want, to, we go ahead. Shoot. <laughs> no, that, it, it, I love talk, I love talking baseball. It, we, uh, Donnie Collins and I, try to keep our baseball talk, um, you know, kind of quiet in the in the Beaver Stadium press box because people get offended. But you know, we 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 both love baseball so much. Yeah, same here. I love it too. Hey, Rich, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for your time today. I really appreciate it. Steve, anytime. I'll see you out in Bloomington.
Sounds great. Thanks, Rich. You got it.